Today, I want to talk to Roy Smalley about his uh, his baseball reunion. That will bring up memories of the great Dave Winfield, of course. But let's start here today on Chin Music. Uh, this is Roy Smalley and Jim Suhan today. Our, we did a show with uh, Lavelle Neal earlier in the week. Uh, we'll get the group back together here as soon as we can. But I had some specific things I wanted to talk to Roy about today. Talked a lot to Rocco Baldelli and Derek Falvey recently about their postseason experience. This is the first time they really saw a Minnesota fan base get behind their team for postseason baseball when they weren't coming back down 2-0 with no hope or, you know, or or playing in an empty stadium during COVID. And they were blown away by it. You experienced the big breakthrough in Minnesota sports, which was the 87 postseason, especially the World Series. Uh, what did you make? I, I guess, is there any comparison between what this group of twins experienced this postseason and what your team experienced back in 87? Yeah, there are uh, there are great similarities. Uh, <clears throat> the most significant one, the, the one that, that leaps out is in 87, it, it, people showed up at the ballpark absolutely full to the brim of energy, excitement, happiness, <laughs> joy. I mean, people are just there to raise the roof. No uh, pun in, bad pun intended. And um, it was it was crazy uh, because um, we started out having some good games. Uh, you know, obviously uh, we won the first two playoff games against Detroit, and then you know won on the road, won the first two World Series games against St. Louis, and people were a manic uh, in a in a good way. And after we came back, you know, from St. Louis, having gotten swept down there, there was there didn't feel like in game six there was any anything but total excitement, anticipation of us of us winning. And then the similarity, I, I think, connects here because it's the first time since I, I, I can remember at, at Target Field, for example, even back maybe back in the Metrodome too, but but uh, certainly in, at Target Field, the first time I felt the same kind of unbridled um, enthusiasm, uh, unbridled um, desire to just, and I won't call it a party. I, I just mean to it, it just absolutely unbridled enthusiasm and energy and excitement and happiness i mean and wanting to be loud wanting to, wanting to feel like a part of the part of the team you know like uh like they were in in 87 so i i think that was it i think when i was out there at the ballpark i was uh for the first game at home against houston i i was blown away Myself, I mean, people didn't want to sit down. Everybody was standing up, you know, most of the game. And it was, it, it, you just, <clears throat> so Minnesota fans, you know, may or may not be all that enthusiastic, generally speaking, but I, it, but even if they are, they're not generally in, that enthusiastic on their feet all day long, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. And they came to the ballpark expecting to be on their feet all day long. That blew me away. Yeah. I, t- I told a twins official recently that, uh, when it comes to baseball, Minnesota fans are a boulder, and you have to work like heck to push that boulder up to the peak. But if you get it to the peak and 
tip it over, it's gonna it's gonna gather a lot of a lot of speed and a lot of momentum very quickly. Uh, you know, this is not a very this feels has always felt to me like a depressed baseball market where they expect the worst. Uh, but you give them real hope, uh, a real good team. You give them Royce Lewis and Pablo Lopez and and a team that's performing well, and and they will they'll act like a Vikings crowd. Yeah, and that's what they that's what they did. It was it, and it was it was great to see, great to you know, great to experience personally. Be be a be a part of that, you know, in the stands. That was uh, that was really fun. It was, uh, and I hope we have more of that ahead. Uh, this is our baseball show at TalkNorth.com. We appreciate you listening. We are coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Thanks to Aquarius. Thanks also to All Energy Solar, AllEnergySolar.com. Uh, we're gearing up to have a big 2024, both for this show and the network. We keep growing. And if you would like to get in on the advertising or know anybody who would, this is a great place to advertise. You can reach our sales executive, Karen Cleary, at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at TalkNorth.com. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Best way to listen to this show or any show you like at the network, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. And if you go to TalkNorth.com, you'll see we have great experts and personalities for every sport, for outdoors, for variety. Uh, go check it all out. And we do appreciate it. Uh, so tell me about your, uh, your trip to Southern California. Uh, it was it was great. I got a call from and people that are college uh, baseball fans will remember uh, some of this. But uh, I, I played two years at USC after playing at a junior college for uh, for a, uh, a year and a half because I wanted to go to SC and they recruited me, but they wanted to walk on and and you know we couldn't afford it. My family couldn't afford me going to an expensive private school at the time. And I had a big year in junior college, my freshman year, and, and they came back and <clears throat> just in time for uh, sophomore season, baseball season and offered me a scholarship. So I went to school. It's where I wanted to, it's where I wanted to go since I was first in high school. And at that time, if you wanted to play baseball in uh, California, well, anywhere, if you wanted to play if you got a chance to play to us at play at USC, that's where you went. They had won two national championships in a row when I transferred in there, and um, in nineteen spring of nineteen seventy two, they had won in seventy. They had won in seventy one, um, and no one, no no college team before up until then had won, you know, two uh, more than two in a row, and so we were. Uh, going for uh, the third straight, uh, which would obviously have been a, been a record. And uh, we won in '72. Uh, we won again in. Uh, or we yeah, won in '72. Won again in '73. And uh, then the guys, uh, the guys that remained the next year, won uh, in '74 for five straight national championships. Which um, I, I I just don't see any way that that that's going to be broken, but uh, we'll see, we'll see if that holds. But uh, my point in all this is uh, twofold. We had uh, the great legendary coach, Rod Dato, kind of the John Wooden of, of uh, college baseball. He won 10 or 12 national championships and in, including those five in a row, numbers three and four I was involved in. And so this was the 50th anniversary of uh, us winning in 1973 so uh, Coach Dato's son, uh, Justin, uh, who uh, was a coach on that team and, and 
uh, 72 and 73, still very much involved with USC baseball, called me up and said, hey, we've got a really cool idea. Uh, They uh, the athletic director uh, wants to uh, make a big celebration about a new field that they're going to build for the baseball team. And we want to commemorate Dato Field as it, you know, as it starts to go away. And we want to commemorate the 50th anniversary of of our our fourth championship. And, you know, that was the uh, that was the game when uh, we beat the uh, the Minnesota Gophers in uh, the semifinal game. Uh, not before Dave Winfield, who had started the game playing for the Gophers, pitched eight innings against us uh, with one infield hit and 15 strikeouts. Absolutely oh. dominant. They were ahead seven to nothing. And we scored eight runs in the bottom of the ninth <laughs> to win, uh, which I had found since I've been living here all these years is a game that lives in infamy for so many people. <laughs> yeah. People remember that, that game. But anyway, Justin said, we want to honor Dave Winfield. <clears throat> and, and would you come out here and kind of lead a panel discussion about that game? Um, you know, and because Dave, uh, Dave said he'd be willing to do it. And, you know, and Winnie and I were teammates in New York for three years and I've, I've known him very well for a, for a long time. So, uh, and they said, and he said, then we want to give Dave a, an award and we want to give him the all opponent award. <laughs> so they, uh, I, I went out there and did this panel discussion um, presented him with the award. There were a lot of alumni guys, a lot of guys there that were on that team, and just a lot of guys that wanted to come and commemorate the fact that Dato Field's going away and they're going to build him. Mark McGuire was out there. Brett Boone was out there. Um, and uh, Freddie Lynn was supposed to be there. Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, Freddie and I were teammates on those um, 72 and 73 teams. So all in all, it was a wonderful reunion. It was uh, my former teammates, a wonderful reunion with really you know, tremendous big league alumni of, uh, of USC. Wonderful reunion with, uh, with Dave Winfield. We spent a lot of time together that, uh, that day. And, and um, all in all, just a, just a wonderful day. So that was, that, that was it. Cool stuff. Really cool stuff. We'll get, I know Lavelle's very interested in your experiences with Dave. We'll, we'll get him in the, the conversation on that subject at some point. Uh, for today, now let's turn to a few uh, Twins news things. Uh, Lavelle and I talked about this on Monday, but I'm interested in your take. I, I think by the end of the year, we figured they were going to bring Polanco and Kepler back. I assume you're not surprised. No, I'm not surprised at all. As a matter of fact, we talked about that a little bit um, a few weeks ago on the show when uh, you and Lavelle and I all, all gave our opinions about who should they keep and who should they not. Uh, Palapico certainly was uh, on my list of yes, uh, keep. And um, Kepler was uh, as well. Um, at the very least, you had, in today's world, uh, what they are paying them this, this year is, um, is, I don't know if I call it a steal, but it's, it's not expensive for their caliber of play, and if it, uh, they are in the situation now with them, you know, having at least this year's salary, um, they're, uh, you know, under the belt. If a trade has to happen, if something has to happen, you know, in in June, 
then it's it makes it a little bit easier. So and, and also, I mean, you have to have those guys until you know about uh, Brooks Lee and until you know about uh, Kirilov and until you know about uh, for sure uh, about uh, Lardic and um, um, Blanken on the big young left-handed home Walnut. run hitter. Walner, there's just, there's a lot of, you know, until you know for sure what you have defensively at second base. Um, so with Julianne, so, I mean, it, 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 it had to happen. They had to keep those guys. Maybe they will bust out and, and be, you know, great for full season next year. Maybe one of them will, maybe one or both get, you know, get traded, but uh, they had to have them. Yeah, I agree. All right, I want to talk about center field, the bench, and potential trades. Uh, we do want to thank our sponsors, starting with Aquarius Home Services. Football, eating chili, and cool, crisp air. you got to love fall, and it gets better. Aquarius has extended their Kinetico fall blowout sale to November 18th. That means 25% off the world's most efficient water treatment system. Enjoy spotless dishes, shiny fixtures, and purified drinking water. As your independent authorized Kinetico dealer, Aquarius is here to make your water worries go away. Enjoy 25% off and schedule your free water analysis today at KineticoMN.com. Aquarius, earning the right to be recommended. Also want to let you know that all energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. All energy solar is ready to take any solar project from design to installation and everything in between. That's home, business, or both. Find out more about going solar at allenergysolar.com slash coach, or just go to allenergysolar.com and, and educate yourself about solar, what it takes, how it can benefit you, how it can benefit your business, allenergysolar.com. Uh, so, very interesting piece from uh, Bobby Nightingale in the Star Tribune uh, this week from the the meetings in Arizona, basically saying that you know there is hope after his surgical procedure that Buxton will get back to center field. Uh, Michael Taylor is a free agent. Uh, Kiermaier might be available out there. You could go sign him. Uh, there are a lot of different ways they could go with center field. I, I think probably the wrong way to go would be just just assume that Buxton's be healthy or that you can piece it together with odd parts. You're probably going to need somebody you can plan on playing center field every day if Bucks is not ready. What, what's your view of the position right now? Well, I think, I, I think they should sign, re-sign uh, Michael A. Taylor. Yeah. I think he, yeah. I mean, I think he deserves it um, based on the way he played. And um, it, I agree with you wholeheartedly that you can't assume that Buck is going to play center field. We're all hoping with fervently <laughs> that, that he plays a lot of center field for the next five or six or seven years. Uh, we just don't, we don't know. Michael A. Taylor is a gold glove caliber uh, center fielder. Uh, defensively, uh, he can bunt, he can steal bases. Uh, he shakes things up running around the, the, the bases with his speed. And oh, by the way, he hit 20 some home runs. Um, I mean, I think he just jumped up and made himself extremely, extremely valuable uh to the club and i i think i i think you sign him and and i'll hope that he doesn't play nearly as much as he played this year right which leads to a very interesting discussion i think uh do you just run back this bench uh the bench was exceptional this year taylor was great uh and I was, i'm talking 
you know, I'm talking about relative to expectate, reasonable expectations. Solana was great. Castro was great. Um, you know, they're obviously set at catcher. Um, I mean, do you just bring those that group back? I do. Yeah. Uh, I do. I mean, it's uh, I. <clears throat> uh, Donovan Solano is not your answer at first base. Uh, he's not really your answer anywhere in the infield, but he can play first, second, and and third, uh, and acquit himself, uh, you know, adequately. Uh, he's not your answer at first base, but Kirilov has not been the answer yet either. Uh, and we don't. That's an you know that's another spot we're just. We just don't know for sure about. And so, uh, and the way he, the, the kind of quality of bats and tough at bats and, and hits that he gets all over the field in huge situations. Um, I, again, I don't know how you replace that. We've seen in the past, the Twins have decent teams, potentially division winning or playoff teams that were woefully inadequate on the bench. I mean, you know that as well as I do. It, it happened, you know, for the first, you know, to what, 10 years or 11 years of the target field. I mean, mm -hmm. it, they just didn't have enough. And uh, they, they had enough this year. I don't know what they would have done. Well, I guess I do. They would not have won without Solano and Farmer and Castro. Yeah, Farmer. I left, I left Farmer out. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, he's – I mean, we'll get to him if you want. But yeah, but was for the role he played, he was terrific as well. So, you know, they're going to have roster issues. They're going to have to try to figure out what they do uh, if they if they have to lose any of those players. Um, it'll be for the a, a reason they think is a is a good reason, though they will hate to do it, and I'll hate to see them go because I I. It was just it was just so great to think about the twins day in day out saying, well, if this or that, you know, somebody gets hurt or they need a pinch hitter or something. There's guys on the bench that are big league players, and it, all of them are big league players. And I, I don't know the last time we could, we could have said that about a, a twins team. Yeah, it's so true. And, and I think about the previous year where they had just you know unmanageable number of injuries and they weren't going to win under that circumstances. But, you know, we saw Nick Gordon pressed into duty quite often all over the field. And I became very fond of watching him play. You know, he's a good guy. He, he works at it. He's uh, smart. He's adaptable. And, you know, I, I thought Nick Gordon was on the highlights of two seasons ago. And then you get to this year and you watch this bench play and you go back and look at Nick's numbers and you go, Oh my God, I mean, I had just, and I'm not trying to pick on Nick. He's a good, he's good at what he does, but my standards had dropped so low. I didn't think about the fact that you have a bench full of guys who can actually hit and who, who could fill in for a week or a month and produce offensively or come in as a pinch hitter and scare the other team. I mean, this was a, this was a complete departure. It really is. And it makes a difference, doesn't it? I mean, it, it yeah. makes a difference uh, <clears throat> to the uh, twins ball club in terms of, you know, of continuity and, and enthusiasm and, and anticipation of, you know, next guy in line, you know, next guy up. Uh, if it's, if it's one of those guys, it, it puts thoughts in the opposing managers' minds, you know, uh, day in, day out. And it's good for us as, as fans. I mean, it's, I mean, we, you and I both said it, so I, I'll just, I'll just punctuate it by saying as fans to know that you've got big, big league players, 
up and down. There's not a there's not a minor league player on the you know, on the roster on the on the you know the 25 man roster. Um, that's that's just a great feeling. Yeah, no doubt about it. The topic we are going to be talking about today and revisiting probably every week for quite a while until the hot stove leave gets hot is it's pretty obvious what the Twins' approach is going to be. They've let it be known that the payroll is going to drop. Uh, Sonny Gray is going to leave probably for St. Louis and probably for an incredible amount of money. And they're going to try to go into the next season with the strongest possible rotation and bullpen. And they have a lot of position players, a lot of position players at the big league level, a lot of position players on the cusp, a lot of really good position players in the minor league system. I mean, it's just so obvious that they're going to look to trade position players for pitching this offseason. Yeah, I think so. I think they have to. Um, it, they they started the process of saying, you know what, we're gonna uh, we're gonna win by uh, by pitching and defense uh, <clears throat> this year, meaning last year, and uh, they put together a terrific rotation and a terrific bullpen. Um, and the, uh, the offense hit enough, enough home run. There's, you know, we're going to, we're going to pitch, we're going to catch, catch it. And we're going to hit the ball out of the ballpark and we're going to strike out a lot. And, and so, and, but it's going to be okay because we are going to hit the ball out of the ballpark and the, and the pitching staff is going to hold the other club down enough. And that's the way it, that's the way it played out. I don't think they go away from that. Um, this next year, but they're going to, you know, they're going to lose Sonny. Um, don't know about Maeda. So they're going to have to, they're going to have to do the best they can, I think, in, in the offseason to get the pitching that will enable them to continue with that on, on, on those objectives. And then, you know, fill in as best they can with, uh, with offense. Uh, I still, you know, we don't really know how how the offense is going to be um, for sure because we don't know about Polanco. He, he had a some, you know, he hurt all the time for two years, and then and then when he played, finally second half of the season, it was it was okay. He can be better than that. Correa can be better than that. Uh, having Royce Lewis healthy for a whole season that would be wonderful. Now we don't know yet about Walner. Uh, we think we know, but we don't know for sure. Uh, we don't know for sure which Kepler, it, you know, is is going to be there. So there's, you know, we don't know about Kirloff. So there's a lot of question marks offensively. But uh, I see, and I think they have to look at a potential for a, um, a right-handed hitting outfielder, uh, or a, at least a, a right-handed hitting uh, DH. Uh, but the main thing is going to be pitching. They're, I mean, they've they put the I think they put the stake in the ground uh, about what kind of club they want to have, and uh, and that's uh, pitch it and catch it. So that's where they're going. Next week, I want to talk about Varland, his role. I think it's pretty obvious what Rocco wants him to do, and it's also obvious what Varland wants to do. And they're probably two different things. I want to talk about the possibility of Julianne taking over first base if Kirilov can't really. T- uh, take most of the bats there for today though uh we during the off season with fewer dire topics to talk about we like getting into some music some culture some other things so right anything you're listening to or watching these days you'd like to share with us 
Oh, you know what? I haven't been I haven't been thinking about too much. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you a second to think about it. Besides, I'll make a recommendation. Uh, besides baseball, but go ahead. Yeah, I'll give a recommendation. Maybe it'll spur a thought. But otherwise, you can come back next week with something. Uh, you know, I'm just always – my favorite thing to do when I'm flying around the country covering sports is on the plane. Time passes most quickly and pleasurably for me if I can find a good concert video to watch. Uh, I love watching concert videos. And, uh, you know, I, I, everybody knows I love Springsteen and I love Motown. And I've found a lot of good examples of those things. But what I really have enjoyed lately is going back and doing and, and checking out some old Tom Petty stuff. There's a, a concert video called Live from Gatorville when he went back to his old stomping grounds, Gainesville, Florida. Just a wonderful, wonderful concert. Uh, just just kind of classic Petty going through the entire uh, catalog, you know, spicing up some songs. It just it just it just sounds great. It looks great. It sounds great. So that's my recommendation for this week. Oh, that's cool. You know what I've been doing? That reminded me when you said watching watching concerts. Um, what I've been doing uh, occasionally, I don't watch a lot of uh, a lot of television, but um, I drive around. Uh, if I have to be in the car, I, I'll drive around. There's, you know, five stations on consecutive channels and serious of uh, of uh, comedy, and mm-hmm. I like to laugh and I like and I like funny stuff. And so I, I I learned about some comedians that I didn't know about. Obviously, there's a lot of them I did, but. <clears throat> there's uh, one fellow named Nate Bargatze. It's that, I was gonna spit. I swear to God, I was just gonna speak his name. Oh, I'm, oh my gosh! I, I just I, I he's I so just good. Can't get enough of the guy. He's got two or three specials on on Netflix, and I've been watching. I, I've been watching those and and laughing. And you know, I've I've read for a long time. You know, I'm into you know uh, health stuff as best I can be, and and. And uh, all kinds of uh, I read all kinds of uh, things about uh, about good health and nutrition and 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 things and and I you know I've I've read that you know laughing is one of the best things you can do for yourself for your body and for your uh, your psyche and and uh, I read that uh, some time ago that you know belly laughing that just the the activity of you know the muscles contracting you know during a during a real belly laugh one of the best things you can do for your cell the cells in your body which is which was kind of interesting so anyway i turn on nate bargassi and i just belly laugh i mean he just fractures me he's he's clean and he's got this great self-deprecating um uh sense of humor and the way he looks at the world is is hilarious to me so i guess I would recommend people go, and you can go back to, he goes back a while. I mean, you can go back to shows that he was doing back in 2014, 15, but he's got, he's got a couple ones recently that I've, that I've watched and will watch again because they're, they, he just cracks me up. He's great. Uh, he also hosted Saturday Night Live recently. And oh, he, did the you monolo- see that? That was hilarious. It was great. And, and the monologue was good, but what I really loved was him as George Washington explaining why they need to win freedom so they can establish a completely bizarre set of measurements that will confuse the rest of the world. <laughs> he's, he's really good. That's great stuff. All right. Thank you, Roy. Appreciate it. I'm glad you had a great trip to Southern California. We'll catch up next week. Thanks to Brandon and thanks to everyone who listens. We do appreciate it.